Pitsill Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straight, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends, and let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? Not too much, man. Just... Flew from, uh, well, not flew, but drove in my car, acted like I was flying in my truck back to the house so I can do some recording and then go back to Cheetos College and educate some students. Well, I had, dude, a committee to mi- I had a committee meeting this morning, so I'm a little late. So that's why we're about an hour off schedule. And we're, we are, but we're not going to, we're not going to harp on that. We're going to go with it. We're trying to turn over a new leaf. Thank you very much for everyone tuning in this week to Racers and Rental Cars, where we're going to have the world-famous man that makes black and yellow look so good from coast to coast. We're going to have Scott Woody Woodruff on from JEGS in a little while, so we appreciate you tuning in. But before we get to Mr. Woodruff, you need to dude, shave your beard. We're, oh, yeah, right. you can bring that up, but I wanted to I wanted to bring up how it is two weeks in a row. I'm getting digital ads from Cheetos College on my god dang social media timeline out here in the Midwest, all the way from the West Coast. Hey man, come on over. The water's fine. I literally I got another ad of a student uh, holding a fender. With a caption that he had cut it apart, welded it back together, bondoed it, painted it, and he was standing there with just the proudest smile in the world. Looked like he probably couldn't have been more than a day over eighteen. Oh, and dude, you know what it took me to get that picture from him? That kid, he's a great kid, but he's the shy. The poor kid is so shy, and like getting him to even hold the spray gun or a, a sander or anything is like an act of Congress. And for him to to pose for you know with what he did in front of a camera, oh man. But he was all excited, so he he let it fly, I guess. So. Well, I, I still, I'm still just stunned that I'm getting served digital ads over here in my social media world for Cheetos College from California all the way over here in the little old town of southern Indiana, of Evansville. It's just stumping me. They must think hey, that man, I'm going to travel. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to gain enrollment. So, you know, the COVID's, COVID's hitting the colleges pretty hard these days for any sort of CTE program. So that's career for you. Are you, you, is that what it is? You want to go with CTE? I'm thinking that you're trying to improve your demographic numbers is what I'm looking whatever, at. Whatever it takes to keep me a job, man. I, it's all good. All right. Well, hey, what's, uh, what's been new in your world since last week? Veterans Day episode last week. Had some flow sports over the weekend. What have you been doing? What did I do this weekend? Um, All right. I'll oh, remind you. Played, how, ba- yeah. how about Jet getting his first BMX yeah, on? Buddy. That's I right. saw that. So my boy, proud father moment. We took him to the BMX track. He had his first actual race. We've been taking him to the track. You know, and he does the practices or whatever, but he entered his first race and he did really good. 
the age group was supposed to be from uh, two to three, but the kids he was racing were like five, and like literally no exaggeration, were like up to he was up to their thighs. Like he was so <laughs> he's he just turned two, so the fact that he's even out there doing as well as he does is is amazing, and he got his first uh, his first racing medal. Um, so that was a proud moment. He was. He was all jacked up, man. He was he. We hadn't been in a while because I've been racing, so it's on Friday nights. So um, we hadn't been. He was all jacked up on Mountain Dew when he was out there. And then you know it was funny because the the track they start racing at seven thirty. It's like five thirty to seven thirty is practice, and then from seven is racing actually starts at seven thirty. Gives them time to everybody to warm up and blah blah blah. Anyway, well, Jet normally goes to bed at seven o'clock. So every time we've gone, he. You know, we usually leave before 7.30, you know, or he'll stay up a little later, you know, if we go. But this time he was doing really good in practice. So we're like, let's sign him up. I mean, let's let's do it. And Angie's like, OK. So we go out there and he did two motos. And the, by the second moto, he could. He was so tired. He was literally falling asleep at the gate and like fell asleep like halfway mid track. It was so funny. He couldn't even get up one of the tabletops. I had to go run out there and push him up because he was just oh it's awesome but you know he's stoked on his medal he wears it around the house like it's like it's the championship trophy and it's this random ass medal that has uh angie and my mom and dad were like what is even on that like it's some guy like the u on the USAB usa bmx team like going through a berm but it just looks super awkward in the in the sticker that's on the medal but <laughs> he wears it around like like uh he's a proud proud individual it's either that or he has his hard card there uh, you go hard card. he wears his hard card 24 7 he calls it his badge and uh he's like probably the only two-year-old in existence that has that actually has a hard card um but he wears it like like a proud individual so he alternates between the new metal and his hard card so it's pretty cool so yeah that was good that was a highlight of my weekend other than that man i uh, put up the christmas lights and didn't fall off the roof so that's good well i started doing the christmas lights i will say because um i haven't finished yet we ran out of lights and the target delivery didn't show up but i just got home right now and there was a box so i, I can finish her up all right that sounds like first world problems and we're gonna skip all that so if you want to tune in next week to hear whether or not cam falls off the roof that episode will drop next saturday as part of thanksgiving hey man, <laughs> I, I told angie if i'm gonna be dedicated to the house i'm gonna do it right like Clark W. Griswold, it's the first time when I have an actual home. Yeah, I hear you. Instead of a townhouse, so I, I can go a little more expansive. All right, I, I got you. I, I, hey, look, I get it, Jack Frost, okay? You're trying to get back in your holiday spirit. Why not? Everybody was tagging me last night. I, I saw that. I saw that. I did see the. I saw the whole. You guys keep downloading and streaming it so I can get my royalty checks. I know, Jack Frost. You better believe it there, Buster. This is my time of year to shine. Well, all I know that I learned off of the movie Jack Frost is you've had that same haircut for a long freaking time. That's all I know. <laughs> At some point, it's going to come back in style. Yeah. All right. Well, I have nothing new to tell you other than my shoulder's still in a sling, and we're still trying to uh, grind it out in the rehab world. So without Maybe further ado. Maybe rephrase that <laughs> shoulder rehab because, you know. Dude. You never know. COVID, COVID could have caused you to actually go to rehab, so maybe you should rephrase that. With, uh, uh, you did have so- shoulder surgery. Remind everybody that you know you did have shoulder surgery, and uh, you know it's not for the pain meds. It's actually for the shoulder. Yeah. I, I will. I will say that you did post a photo, so that way we, you know, 
to justify oh. that you're actually working on your shoulder. Dude. Is it your so, left or your right is the question? My, le- my left, yeah. So, okay, so at least it's not a trans brake button. Definitely not a trans brake hand. Definitely not the shifter hand. I just need to hold the wheel in a, in a you know, horizontal position at the 9 o'clock. Uh, it, so I'll be good. Uh, no, don't dude. turn. Yeah, don't turn. We don't turn very fast in, in drag racing anyway. So That's the advice John Force ever said. Don't that's turn. That's it. Don't turn. No, it's that commercial. Dude, I'm rating my rehab scale every day. I have people ask me, and I tell them it's how many tears my therapist brings to my eye when she I, she's just. So I had a bicep tacked. My arm, my shoulder is fine. It is the tacking piece that they put into my shoulder that is attaching my bicep. That hey, when I she could I could have saved you a lot of trouble and done that with the staple gun I'm using for um, Christmas lights. Right, you know, and so I get to a certain position when she's you know doing all these flexation points and dude she'll hit it and i mean it is an instantaneous i let out a schoolgirl cry and grab hold of the the side of the therapy table i mean she brings a tear to my eye so that that is how i rate my rehab sessions by how many tears she brings today was only a three tier monday she brought it five times big guy she she was having a manic monday and she was laying it out on my shoulder uh i still can't get over the fact that you use the word flexation can you use that in a sentence please yeah she made my shoulder in a position of flexation that was not comfortable (laughs) does that work for you language of origin or that (laughs) flexation the the ocho spelling bee (laughs) exactly well look before we bore everybody to death with rehab and christmas lights because we're not there yet we are going to be lucky enough as we led into the show with to have somebody that for me personally and professionally from the marketing motorsports side of the world and and also from the pr aspect uh was somebody that I started looking up to. I want to say probably it was in 07, 08 uh, was the first time I ever got a 45 second oxygen moment with, with the individual because of another mutual friend who told me I, because again, we've talked about it before cam. There's not a lot of people that you can look to in our business that you would actually consider them in a mentorship type role or that you would turn to them for experience or input on how to do something. Uh, because we all kind of come and go, we all row different boats. We're all good at a little of this and a little of that. Uh, this individual has actually, uh, figured out how to go from a boat to a ship and and he can basically wing it with his wheel and and he's been doing it for i think next month will actually be his anniversary and he's going to hit 23 years with one company it is his birthday today so we cannot question his commitment and dedication to the world of motorsports but we're but we are going to ring up mr scott woodruff the man that makes black and yellow look good at jegs and uh, we're going to pull out 30 minutes of his time today and uh, not going to try to hold him up on his birthday, but we're going to ring him up and get him going. He's working really hard on his birthday today. So, you know, I, just I know on the screen. He's got his look at him. He's doing his due diligence, got his Jags catalog. <laughs> he's studying up on some, on hey! some product. Oh, no, <laughs> hey, what's happening? What's going on? Hello, Scott. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Doing really good. Well, hey, again, 
like I said, I appreciate you coming on on your birthday, middle of the week. I know you got family, got the kids around. It's a busy off season for Jags. I do appreciate you taking some time out to uh, share a little insight, experience, and education with our listeners, and especially with me and Cam, because I got my pencil over here to write uh, and take some notes on the questions that we got. But for those that don't know you, give us the give us the thirty second elevator pitch. Uh, of who you are and what you do wow uh well my job essentially is to paint the world yellow and black i guess you could say um (laughs) somebody said that years ago to me and that kind of stuck but um lucky enough to to be childhood friends with jake jr from about sixth grade on um his older brothers brothers bought us beer when we were in high school so uh (laughs) For me, it's it's a unique working dynamic, and uh, now I get third generation kids that come into my office, shut the door, and uh, say, uh, "Hey," and I'm like, "What's up?" Well, nothing. What'd you shut the door for? You know, well, what do you think my mom and dad would say about this? You know, and and get to have a lot of those fun conversations. There's a lot of trust with a. Uh, with uh, the first, second, and third generation, so it is. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I can only imagine what those, what those conversations and what the dynamic is, uh, because. And again, this is us looking from the outside on the surface to see how close the family they they truly are as you said second and third generation as they travel the country and obviously the the black and yellow rolls really strong i can only imagine what those conversations are like behind closed doors uh relationship building wise yeah i mean it's uh <clears throat> you know we're jeg senior really uh you know really anything starts with a good foundation and probably that actually there's no probably about it i mean that's parenting it's it's all those things that that truly uh form the foundation at a young age and and um you know i jeg senior is just such a mentor to me because of just you know he approaches everything really calmly and always has a way of like breaking it down into like its simplest form that you already know the answer, you know. Um, but he's also one of those guys that you know you can go to if you're if your back's up against the wall and you're where you just have an oddball idea to throw at somebody. Um, you know, he's he's one of the guys that that not only loves getting those calls but but uh, just loves to kind of interact and, and help with it. So. That part's really cool. Um, you know, for really my job is really to look after the, the racing programs, um, you know, really help generate a buzz about JEGS, uh, both at the track and away from the track. You know, people people really don't realize only about 15% of our business is racing related. But when people think of Jags, they think of a drag racing company because of how how just deep the heritage is for the family as a hands-on thing, you know. Um, you know, the, the I guess I go back to Jag Sr. again, like, you know, he always thanked Wally Parks for, for having drag racing because he said it gave him a tool that he could 
um, he could have something to relate to with his kids and, and work on together and, and, you know, really learn and teach life lessons in a, in a real life manner, you know, not saying that other sports don't do that, but, you know, really, um, you know, to me, racing's competitive problem solving, you know, it's what it is. You know, you, you, there's only two things that you can really control and it's your, your attitude and how prepared you are. So that those like skills that. in racing, yeah, those skills in racing, they, they really do apply everywhere, you know? Um, I've, I've always looked up to, you know, from a branding aspect, uh, you know, Roger Penske, cause you know, I always went to mid Ohio with my dad, um, way before ever meeting Jag or even, you know, I was obviously a fan as a child and thought racing was the coolest thing in the world other than having to, you know, haul the the full Coleman cooler and the Hibachi grill and the and all the shit into an infield for your dad. But uh you know this is what being a kid I've got daughters. I've got daughters and, and well we've got Dion's our son, but he wasn't around at that age doing that. But um just crazy stuff. But but like those are some of my greatest memories are, are watching Can Am cars, you know, and just just the smell and the sensory experience and then um you know to go to college and and then transition out of you know when you're done with school i went into the investment world and um really kind of followed in my father in my late father's footsteps and uh really just got burned out on that and kind of my path was you know jegs was one of my larger uh clients at uh, I designed their health insurance, uh, oversaw the, some of the, you know, gave suggestions on investments and so forth, um, more or less for fun at that point. Um, but it was, uh, you know, when I kind of got burned out doing that, at the same time I was flying with Jag and his brothers and going to like Maple Grove for the weekend <laughs> when he was racing Superstock or, you know, just whatever. Um, you know, and I was, uh, I probably more or less started off as the guy that was there to have a good time and drink a beer per car per round and, you know, <laughs> wax the car. And, and that was kind of, that was kind of the extent of my, uh, my start. Um, the best part about being a sportsman crew guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, you know, you know, so when in you know back when I started, I you know I drove the coach and um, you know helped set up everything and all that stuff and and you know I, I would never personally ask somebody to do something I wouldn't do myself. So um, you know, fast forward now and and you know I'm in our shop one or two times a week, traveling you know probably thirty weekends a year in a normal year working out of my house and I'm a major workaholic, um, major OCD from a, from just an organization standpoint. Um, and my youngest daughter's 13 and she's completely opposite in that respect, (laughs) but has the same personality. So, uh, so that's, uh, she, she and the dog, I'm outnumbered in the house. I'm the only guy. So I got my wife and 
our dog bagel and chloe and um i'm a i'm a yes man here in the house apparently <laughs> so uh but i work out of the house a majority of the time just tinkering on stuff i come up with ideas normally have a notepad next to me all the time but really just try and keep things simple and and always have kind of tried to to put myself a different hat on in each situation you know um yeah as far as even to laying out cars making sure that stuff's clean to you know just having a having a good attitude really well uh that that goes to say just having a good attitude goes a long way you know it'll get you you know a personality and an attitude will get you a lot further sometimes than you think it will you know, everybody says, oh, you got to have the education, you got to have this, you got to have that. But you also have to have something else. You got to, people got to like you, or people got to, you know, be able to relate with you, or you got, you just got to be nice to people. I think people forget that yeah. a lot. Yeah. I, I've, uh, you know, I think you treat people the way you want to be treated. It's pretty 100%. fucking simple. A lot. A lot. Uh, I forgot about that. I mean, honestly, if you, if you, I mean, that's, again, it's just simplicity, I guess. You know, I'm, <laughs> It's, uh, I don't really consider, you know, I kind of at times think that this role was kind of invented for me in a sense, but it's, it's morphed an awful lot down the road. Um, you know, it's, uh, I still, you know, our, our, our footprint in drag racing is important to the company, um, especially sportsmen footprint you know the all-stars we try and just do the best that we can with anything that we put our name on it we just you know always try and make make things a little bit better um and then use the resources around around the the situation or the property or the the race or whatever it is um you know nhra can be challenging to deal with at times otherwise other times that they're they're easy to deal with you know um, but, but in racing, you know, I, it's hard because you got a lot of people that are competitive. You have a lot of perfectionists. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, people that are, are driven individuals and groups. It's really a recipe for destruction. You know, That's, I mean, it, it's how often it's, you you can you can say more times that it hasn't worked out than it has, and the, when it works out, it's because of the people. Period. You know. Well, I'm glad you brought up two things that were on my sheet that were going to be directions that we were going to go. So I want to hit the first one right off the bat. You made the comment that most people think that Jags is a drag racing focused company, and 15 percent of your business is in drag racing. That being said. Where where is the majority of the sales for Jags derived from? Is it a, a cross section of Circle Track? Is it a just a simple individual end user, or is is drag racing really the the percentage leader in the clubhouse at the end of the year? Um, eighty five percent of our business is street performance. So you want your vehicle to look better, go faster. That's that's our guy or gal. Eighty-five percent. Wow. How about that? Which is right now, for instance, um, you know, all of our garage uh, gear and resto is is hot. You know, is 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 doing really well, and 
and uh, and that's been that's been a lot of fun to to kind of get the right stuff in place, get the right people in place, get the right vendors in place. Um, you know, we really just try and follow the customer. You know, because at the end of the day, everybody really is selling literally the same same components um, in some degree. So you're really selling customer service. And, and we really, that's something that's really important to us. You know, John the other day was, was uh, you know, he really, um, he gets excited about about how things look and, make, and the presence and all this stuff. And um, he was kind of giving, he was giving me a very nice poke the other day, basically saying that, you know, hey, you're you're really. We need to freshen up the Team Jag site. You know, I'm like, ah, yeah. You know, it's it's on the list. You know, I'm thinking. And he he made the comment basically. You know, uh, it's got to be like a like Macy's. It's got to be like the front window at Macy's. You know, it's got to just change. You got to change it up. You gotta. It's got to be fresh and and. Um, I guess my point in that is just it's uh it's neat to have ownership actively involved with looking at stuff and and contributing and and uh, really being true leaders um in the building and out of the building so that's pretty cool yeah and i guess from a standpoint as a from the business side you would say well team jegs is uh is an asset or a tool that drives in is you know indirect sales driven i mean we're not going to team jegs to to place an order uh, you know, it's not a direct sales. It's an, an asset or, or a property that you're using uh, to to be a proponent of your strategy. And here it is. John's over here going, hey, you know, this isn't really making us any money, but it needs to have its due attention. You're absolutely right. That is a that is a good thing from a leadership standpoint that that they uh, they're not just focused on on the outside of the shell on the egg. No, they're they're definitely uh, they're all in. I mean, uh, you know, um, it's it's pretty neat. They all really do. The four brothers really complement each other. Um, you know, TJ's been brought into to the management team. Um, Jag uh, Jag's son J three. Um, he kind of he decided to kind of push off and and kind of. I think he just kind of had one of those moments where he's like, you know, this is a really cool business, and I really think I, I really think I could help out more than I could if I just go play golf, you know. I say he was a big golfer, right? Oh yeah, yeah, man. He, <laughs> I can beat. I, I'm not even sure I can beat him on Golden Tee, but um, <laughs> yeah, like he. I, funny story. Like he, he used to play on the West Coast Swing with Jag and I when he was little and uh, Jag had had him play like a hundred yards in. And now he just absolutely wipes us. I mean, like it just blows us away, you know, and he'll, he, he doesn't get, he won't give you strokes, you know, and, and just uh, destroy you. But he's a, he, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, uh pretty cool to see. It's really cool to see. So, and he's, he's been mentored by a lot of, uh, a lot of really special and talented, you know, world-class golfers. You know, he's gone toe-to-toe with Jason Day out at Muirfield from the tips and beat him, you know. Nice. And, you know, at that at that time, he was at, you know, he was, um, 
I think he was playing in college or maybe just it could have been the end of high school. But, you know, I remember his dad saying, you know, Jag Tommy, he said, man, I told him, you know, here you are playing the, the world's number one golfer and you freaking yeah, I, beat him. Yeah, And exactly. you're freaking sweating it over, you know, playing against these guys in high school or college or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, Jason uh, Day's uh, Jason Day's no slouch when he steps up on the tee box. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, not at all, not at all. Well, all right, let's talk. Let's talk about what co- one common myth about jegs that most racers have. What's one common myth about jegs that most racers have? I don't know. I did. I think I think that the the jags that maybe it's that the uh, jags uh, the contingency decals worth five horsepower. <laughs> ah, we heard it here first. That's a new hashtag. We'll get that going. We we we'll get that one going. Actually, uh, let's they, make it ten because I, I don't want you know. Let's let's make it sizable. I guess that I'm too I'm too used to living in the pro stock world where. Uh, five you'd absolutely have a party over (laughs) that's exactly right well so let's talk about something in the marketing world to to educate our listeners about what's the one thing that if you could put get up on a stage in a room and have a marketing seminar and just one thing that you truly wanted to get a megaphone and try to emphasize to the audience of what they need to do one thing when it comes to the marketing what what would it be control your stage you know i mean you can you can perceptions reality you know i mean really really control the stage as best you can i mean that and that comes across in in your just your presentation you know how are you gonna how do you separate yourself from somebody else you know um you know the the the, having having a sport that's so sensory driven that part already kind of takes care of itself you know i mean we've all we've all taken people out to the racetrack or had people out there and, and in all reality, if somebody's never gone to a racetrack, it doesn't matter what race that they're even going to, you know, they're just blown away, Yep. you know? Um, but it, it's, um, uh, you know, you try, try and have somebody walk away with a good experience, you know, and that's, that's really key. We actually, you know, like this year, uh, my wife, her, their family business, they put thread on pipe for the oil and gas industry. And, um, you know, it's, it's my wife and her older brother, younger brother, third generation business. Um, and they have a lot of customers and, and, uh, and such down in Houston and, out of nowhere she's like you know this is my wife that sleeps in my own bed you know we sleep together out of nowhere she's like hey uh what would you think about putting ben mid on troy jr's car for uh for houston i'm like i said okay what do you want to get out of it and she's like well i don't know just have a good time with customers jeffrey brought it up the other day i'm like yeah and she's like well what do you think it would cost? And I said, okay, what do you want? <laughs> Again, yes. You know, what are you trying know. to get out of it? Yeah, I don't know. I said, 
I said, okay. I said, you know, so you want to entertain people. You're going to need tickets. You're going to need this. I said, I said, how about this? How about, how about I just call Richard and say, hey, let's, let's put Ben Mitt real big on the quarter panel of TJ's car, have the guys wear T-shirts, and uh, 10 grand. Are you cool with it? He's like, yeah, man, fuck, yeah, whatever you need. (laughs) Whatever. I said, all right, well, I'm going to need a coach, and I'm going to know. I I need food. I need some beverages. Yeah, Yeah, now that you said yes. It really, you know, it, it worked out to the point that, you know, they had they had a couple of people from a mill out there. They had, they had some, like I said, some customer there, theirs out there. They were able to have fun with them, you know, and, and create a memory. And, you know, you follow up with a, sending them a, a picture, you know, we took a picture of everybody next to the car and picture of the car on the track and, and a little VIP lanyard, like what they gave them, which gave them basically it, it, it they didn't, I just put a sponsor viewing dot on it and said, here, you know, you're special, you know? <laughs> so, there you go. Um, and you know, but what people don't realize is, I mean, that's a great point. A lot of people think that, you know, sponsorship is always about sales, always about sales, but sometimes the sales have already happened and it's about nurturing and maintaining those clients and, and developing good relationships with the people that you deal with all the time. And, you know, that's a prime example. You know, you give I them a the little money you're and you I mean, you're not really selling anything. You've already done the deal. You know, yeah, I mean, it, a, look at it. Look at it as like it's a, uh, it's a golf outing. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? 100%. It's going to take you four or five hours. You're going to get tired at the back nine. <laughs> but, you know, there's still cold beer. There's still cold beer. There might not be cart cart uh, cart assistance, but, <laughs> but there will uh, be golf carts. There will be golf carts, exactly. It might be but on I, two you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think, um, you know, I go back on some of the some of the memories that I've had, some of the really cool things that I've gotten to do that really stick out. And, and I'm super fortunate to be in a lot of those and have a lot of that stuff happen. But when somebody gets to just, you know, experience something with their child um, that's just fun or their spouse or their grandfather or their father or their brother or their buddies. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I tell people a lot of times part of my job is to fill somebody's head up with pixels of Jags. And the only way that those pixels get brighter is if brighter and bigger is, uh, you know, if I can attach some of that to your five senses and to me, that's why racing is so powerful, you know, because, you know, do I do I know when somebody's going to make a purchasing decision? Absolutely not. You know, nobody does. So how can I how can I somehow move myself up in their in their you know mental Google ranking that I'm just an automatic or, you know, I'm on the short list of consideration. That's that's all you can do, you know. I agree. And before I grab hold of your family jewels and make you dig really, really deep on the next question, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors, manscaped.com. Guys, it's the holidays. Your loved ones, they're going to be ready for you to have a package under the tree. 
Make sure that you go over to manscaped.com, order up the perfect package 3.0, get the lawnmower, the crop preservers, the crop reviver, and oh yeah, there's even a pair of boxers in there. Cam was wearing his two weeks ago, and you want to make sure... Hey, I don't know what Angie's posting. Anyway, was it was it was I Mr. December or Mr. November? Uh, It might have been it might have been Mr. Halloween, and we were all scared. Nonetheless, Manscaped. They are good boxers. I I wear them under my fire suit sometimes. They're good. They're they're good stuff. Hey, you got. Don, you, you got to take the lawnmower 3.0 and get rid of that damn beard on your face too. Hey, hey, I'll talk to Tyler later on this week and see if he can send me over the the perfect package edition uh, and get. I, th- I think they call that a bushwhacker for uh, is the uh, the component that we use for our face. But nonetheless, folks. Get your discount, 20% off free shipping over at manscaped.com when you check out. Remember, it's R-I-R-C, manscaped.com. Jingle bells to the walls, fellas. All right, Woody, we're going to go ahead and we're going to follow with digging deep as we grab hold of our family jewels here. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. With you being in the position that you are for definitely, like I, I let in with our, our audience and let them know, I think next month is your 23rd year uh, to ring the bell at Jags. You deal with a lot of different leadership styles across different motorsports categories, racing associations, race teams, and their leaders. Since we, Cam and I are drag racing NHRA folks, and I know you have Cody over on the, on the I believe that's still considered the K&N series, what are a couple of the comparable challenges that you deal with from, from a, a company level to try to impact your racers with those racing associations? Because, you know, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. I'm a drag racer. So I everything that goes on in the NHRA world, you know, at times you could get tunnel vision and feel like the the things that happen over here in drag racing, they don't happen anywhere else. They're not happening in K and N series. They're not happening at world of outlaw. Oh, you can get the blinder operation going for yourself and become really naive about it. What, what's a, a comparable to our audience that you can share? Uh, that's difficult, not a, not a positive, something that we would say, well, you know, so-and-so is dealing with that as well. It's, it, it's a like challenge, if you will, that you're dealing with for JEGS and, and a comparable racing association? Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a tough one. Um, cause we deal with, so we deal with so many, but you know, they're all different. It's like the, um, well, like the CRA series, for example, I mean, that's kind of a, that really was born out of um, almost the old ASA series, um, where really what it was is GM came to us and said, "Hey, you know, we don't. There aren't any. Uh, there aren't any asphalt circle series around the Midwest. You know, is that something you guys would get involved with?" And we just so happened to be selling more crate engines and still do. <laughs> GM engines anybody in the country so it was like yeah yeah we'll do that so we partner with the dealership that <clears throat> that we act- actually have to buy the engines from um, and did some stuff with the CRA series and it's like you know they everybody gets kind of set in their ways of doing things 
and I saw I saw basically a blank canvas. Like here, are these guys kind of all we got to do is just polish us a little bit and can make a huge impact. So when I say polish this, that's like make printing up their backdrop for them. You know, a really nice backdrop with the outside so that it can. It can be easy to put together because we understand that because we've done that. It needs to be functional. And then, um, you know, then we said, you know, what's something that we can really make a lasting impact with people? And so we said, let's let's make some bitching trophies, you know. So we we just kind of we feel like that's that's a good way to be a reminder, you know. The money is great, but once you spend it, it's gone. You know, at least on the shelf, you know, if it says Jags on it and you have it there, you probably won, so it's probably a pretty good memory. I don't see too many people looking at a trophy that they won with our name on it, and and maybe a couple guys might complain about how much stuff that they tore up, but (laughs) at the end of the day, they won, so they're happy. But, um. You know, little things like that, and you, you, you know, you know, there's different levels of professionalism. There's different levels of resources that are available in different series. Um, you know, something that's super important to me is is I need content. I can't be every place. We can't we're not going to pay somebody to be every place because it just doesn't, it just doesn't find it fiscally make sense. So, you know, the sanctioning body, you know, whether it's the CRA, whether it's division three, whether it's a bracket race, whether it's whatever, you know, you try and get more, try and get resources, you know, I mean, my, and I, I learned that really from, you know, at the end of each year, we put together a, a winter circle collage for everybody that works on our racing programs. And it's got each winter circle. If it's a yellow and black car, it's on there. Doesn't matter, you know. And I, I learned I learned probably 10 years ago that asking for photos in December for somebody for a race that took, pla- took place in April – blows and it isn't gonna happen <laughs> i mean it's the worst like you know it's basically like really why didn't you ask me then you know and and uh so now i've learned just to you know just try and make sure that that we've got that in deals ahead of time or we have that resource you know budgeted for so I don't know if that answered what you were saying. Well, but. no, it, it does in a, in a way. So I'm going to come back at you with another one. If if today you walked in to to the boardroom and they all sat you down around the table and they said, "Hey, Woody, we want you to go down there and kick the stakes out, drop the tent. We're done being involved with NHRA." What would you think at that instant moment? Jegs continues mistake. on strong as Jegs I'd continues. You would I'd say, say a mistake. mistake. <clears throat> now I'm curious you to know. hear this answer because you let off talking about drag racing only being 15% of your business. So I am definitely, yep. I'm definitely ears open here to hear this, 
hear yeah. this answer, the follow up with mistake. This is what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say, um, you know, there are there probably are some items that we could trim very easily that most people would never even notice and and re- repurpose that, refocus that in other areas like. Um, say similar to like how we did during the all-stars with the bounty stuff or the sports nationals, which was, you know, that was a great idea. I'm trying, I think, I think Sarah Walker is actually the one that came up with that, but, um, you know, it's, it's like, um, let's say we spent $5 million on drag racing and we get $25 million worth of exposure. If I spend another 5 million, Am I going to get 50? I'm going to tell you, no, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think that's an equation. Yeah. No, the equation doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So, so yes, as things change, I, we, we will always be involved with drag racing because it, because it is legacy. It is heritage. Um, It's something that our owners enjoy doing. And it's something that the third generation Maybe not all of them, but most of them, some of them, a number of them enjoy, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it goes back to what I said earlier about the, you know, the the competitive problem solving and the and the 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 life lessons. I mean, if you're, you know, racing is that. It's, it's that tool for you. You know, if you're a racer, in my opinion, you're, you're a risk taker, you're an entrepreneur and you like solving problems and Monday through Friday, your work, your work probably satisfies you that like that. But on the weekend, you, if you're that person, you cannot turn that off. You know, I mean, you're just wired the way that you're wired, you know? My dog gets up every morning at 6.30, not because she wants to. She doesn't fucking know any better. <laughs> she, she, trust me, if she if she understood sleeping, she would sleep longer, you know? Right, but, right. I, and I totally agree with that because, I mean, most of us – you know, we all are on social media and you see all the different posts of motivation about, you know, people that have few friends, their circle is small, they work countless hours, you know, they probably weren't there at the party on Friday night that everybody's talking about because they were working or whatever the case is. I mean, we, I, I believe that that DNA or those characteristic traits, I think that most of us in the motorsports world share you know, at least 50% of them across the board. And, and sometimes, you know, the, the attitude and the personality uh, that goes along with that, because it, it is a, a driving force. That being said, transition over and compare me, help me as a racer to compare drag racing from a marketing standpoint to pro sports. Why, why should companies spend money in motorsports over spending money in pro sports? Well, it would depend on the company, but in, in general, I would say, you know, as a hospitality tool, as an experience, um, you know, that B2B, I mean, that's what you do. That's, that's really, that's it, you know? Um, yeah, that's, 
you know, it's, I think you can make a bigger impact. I mean, you spent $10 million in the NFL. You, you, you didn't really accomplish a whole lot from a perception standpoint. If you did $10 million in the NHRA, you would not go unnoticed. I don't care. I mean, you could hop into that. It would be, you know, go back and look at. It would be. It would be the equivalent of having uh, all the Khaled stuff back in the day. Yeah. You know, back top. I mean, that's. You know, you want to win a championship. Okay. Here's what they spent, and here's what yep. they got, and right. that's done. You know. Right. So. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's at the high end of the stick for sure. <laughs> right. Well, and I think I that's, never really a, saw, I never saw them want for anything for any of the cars or, or under the hospitality tent personally. So they no. quite the program going on. No. And, and again, if you're going to do something and, and make an impact and make a splash, of course that costs. There's, but there's a cost that comes to it, but there's also a return value or a perceived value that comes along with it uh, that just has to be communicated. And I think sometimes, not all the time, but I think sometimes when it comes to us reaching out to companies as individuals or racers or race teams, we have a, a, a stereotype that's been painted about the, the fact that it's not a business situation. You know, everybody thinks about NASCAR uh, and the multiple commas and zeros that go along, uh, which is still an after day thought. That's not the way it's done anymore. Uh, the next generation of racers have driven down the salaries over there and, and even large teams are, are piecemealing their seasons together with multiple primaries and associates to get it done. And we as a, a drag racing community, and I would even think some of the circle track guys at the, you know, at the lower national regional levels, if you will, they struggle with competing with those markets and those companies that want to spend money on pro sports because they do think that that's a bigger hospitality factor over what you can, you set let off the show with it, the experience that we can provide for them uh, separate from what you would get at a pro sports event. Yeah. yeah. Can you go to the 50 yard line? Can you get a sponsor viewing sticker for uh, for your guy at, at a football game? I mean, maybe one person, but it'd probably cost you a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that would not be a very cheap date. Not at all. <laughs> uh, no, that'd be that'd be that would be pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I want to say I. I I think like for a, this is probably I don't know maybe five years ago I remember seeing the Sports Business Journal they had I don't know a couple NFL teams had like this you know basically like your your family room that was a riser up in like I don't know you were probably six feet off the ground and you were like near the near the end zone did you ever see these no these areas. Oh, they were like leather chairs. They're freaking Just selling, houses, like selling living rooms in the in the touchdown zone. I like that. I couldn't imagine what that cost to do. Right, exactly. You know, but, you know, at, at at the end of the day, it, it's uh, motorsports is in a just a it's in a weird spot because because the the animal has grown at such a rate, such a faster rate than what the corporate dollars have coming in and it it, do, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what 
what level that that is. You know, obviously the the lowest level it's it's the smallest amount, but um, you know, that's it's. I I personally think that you know in the two thousand seven, you know, when we had that last dip in the economy, that you know it when a lot of companies tightened their belt, it was like okay now the now the ceo is asking the cfo hey what what are we doing over here well how much is that generating us in sales i don't know well <laughs> you need to figure out you know if it's paying for itself or it isn't right. you know cuz we need to we need to trim some costs and you know about that time you know mr internet's getting pretty big and and <laughs> And now you got this IT guy in the corner that's basically saying, "Hey, hey, man, I can give you a special address. <laughs> exactly how many people go through that door, and better yet, here in the coming years, I'm going to be able to tell you what somebody put in their cart, just like a grocery store, and made it to the checkout line. You know, that's and exactly then, right. Know, now we have a wonderful world of of analytics. You know, and the umph degree that." Um, oh. you know, you know, I, I've, I've, I sit in on some of the meetings, you know, I'm glad I'm more of a branding type of person. Um, but I, I sit in on a lot of the meetings next door in the big building. Um, you know, when we're talking return on investment on this promotion down to this and this, and, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely part of the, a big part of the decision making process. And like anything else, you can't do the same thing all the time. Otherwise, you're not going to get noticed. So you got to change it up. And, you know, this agency's got the, you know, this analytics group has it figured out. They they know the this and then they're, you know, then you truly find out over time you're spending more money, you're getting less. OK, time to I make a switch. And amazingly. <laughs> whoever you go to it reverses so yes yeah yeah whether it's uh hook it zoom uh joyce julius uh with jack uh... like like joyce julius like for me like um you know i i i don't put i put faith in the num i put faith in the time i don't put faith in the number of the exposure number Oh, Just nice. because I, I look at it I look at it personally as I want to see where do I rank among my peers, my competitive peers, you know? So you know, I ahead. at the end of the day I add up, you know, the time that Jegs is on there, Jegs.com, one eight hundred, Jeg Coughlin Jr., Troy Coughlin Jr., Jegs Foundation, you know, Jegs All Stars, Jegs whatever. Um but I'm going against, you know, we're doing that in a different way than some of our peers that are sponsoring races, you know, and, and right. so they kind of, they kind of, you know, I go back to like when some of our, when one of our competitors had like three or four races, basically one a quarter. And it was like, I was doing things a different way than they were, or I should say we were doing things a different way than they were spending probably about the same amount of money. But ours was hands-on, and it was, to me, that was more, you know, that was more authentic to our brand, to who we were, you know, to who we are. Yeah, um, it comes back to identity and, you know, how you want to perceive 
your company and yourself. You know, if they want to do that, great. And you're not saying that it's wrong. You're not saying what you're doing is right either, but or wrong. <clears throat> you're just yeah. you're just doing something different, and you're you dare to be different sometimes, and it works yeah. out. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, like I like I'm not. You know, we've. I think there was one time. One time that I think at National Trail, this was kind of funny. Like we, we had a Jag sign there, you know, in the scoreboard forever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a summit. All of a sudden, there's a summit one, and it's like, okay, this is just, this is just. Yeah. Wait, what, 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 what? I-, <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. It really does. So we just said screw it and gave it to Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder so if they'll be they back there happy. when we show. We yeah, it all the track was happy. Right. Um, all right. Well, it's your birthday. We're gonna get you out of here. I know I kept you over. I think I've kept you over twelve minutes longer than I said I would. But I, there is one thing about it, Mister Woodruff. We appreciate you coming on the show, um, and having a conversation and sharing experience and knowledge with us, uh, because our audience is, is a diverse group in motorsports, and they mainly tune in to learn about the motorsports business side of how to try to improve themselves individually and their team uh, organizations. So uh, great knowledge, but I can't let you go uh, without going through the gauntlet of the last three questions before you go out the door. They're rapid fire. You don't get much time to think promise you won't get fired on monday morning when the show comes out this weekend first question is you get to send one christmas card to anybody in my motorsports alive or dead who is it oh alex zanardi oh that's the first nice. for the list yeah, alex like is that's the yes he is all right zanardi that, that's that the guy, first time man he uh he's awesome I I remember watching him race at Mid Ohio and just like when they were, you know, it was him and Dixon I think or I don't know who what they were like the all star team forever but but what an animal that guy is I mean to, to do all the para para paraplegic stuff and race that I saw him race that car in um, uh, the the BMW that they did at Daytona in the twenty four hour form that was uh it was it was pretty slick all hand controls and everything it was it was it was pretty neat pretty neat that guy's that guy's the original badass in my mind there we go all right well this will be the one that'll stump you you get to send one wtf card to anybody in motorsports who are you sending it to and why I'd send it to Josh Peterson. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got Josh. Yeah, actually, actually, that's not the first time Josh Peterson has made the list for WTF on NHRA <laughs> or for Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. I know. You know what? I was sending those guys text messages every day, Josh, Josh, Glenn, and Ned, for about 10 days in a row, basically telling them, like, essentially – you know, hey, as the, as the sun comes up on a new day, you too have the ability to make the right call. And, uh, you know, and then the next day was something like that. Well, I, I know I wasn't blocked because they all sent me happy birthday, Texas, today. So <laughs> obviously I didn't hurt anybody's feelings that bad. So nice. Well, well there's one thing about it. I'm going to give you props uh, for you being the 
the professional that you are in the interviews that I did read uh, that you gave uh, to the different journalists out, you know, outposts through motorsports about the situation that transpired in St. Louis. Um, you took the proverbial high road in the most professional way that I think anybody could have ever expected you to, other than just really getting down in the mud and slinging it. And, and you didn't, but the message was delivered. Um, and so for us as racers, we always appreciate when companies and the executive leadership stand up and make their, their, their voices heard because sometimes we think we may be the only ones in the bucket yelling and we're the only ones hearing ourselves. So, uh, it was nice to know that you were out there, uh, leading the charge, uh, for all of us. We appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely a, an odd situation and, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. I, I'll have to tell you a story, uh, that, uh, one of our pro conference calls at some point, <laughs> Well, I think we're going to have to, uh, I went into the whole thing and and Greg, Greg Anderson was on the call and I said, I know Greg has a different opinion. His (laughs) mic wasn't working. He's fumble fucking all around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the winner's going to be, yeah, the winner's going to be long. (laughs) We're going to have to have you back on, uh, because they're, I'll come on, uh, I'll come on. We'll have some fun. Absolutely. Well, sir, again, cars after five, bring your cocktails. That's it. That's right. I, I, we're going to have to have one right before New Year's. Scott, I don't want to take you away from your family anymore. Thank you once again. Uh, not only personally, uh, but definitely professionally for always, uh, being there as an email and a text away from me to, to reach out and ask a question or, or just get a, what would you do sense from you? Uh, as I try to move my career forward as an individual. So I hope that uh, the other people out there will uh, follow along and, and maybe from afar pick up a thing or two as you continue to paint the world black and yellow uh, for the first family in drag racing of, of the Coughlin. So we appreciate your time. I hope you have a great birthday with your family and uh, we'll see you at some point again in the off season. Sounds good. Cam, uh, have fun uh, with the BMX stuff. Will do. We'll do. We'll give it a shot. I, the problem is I'll get out there and break myself, and I don't need any of that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, that's a lot of work pedaling. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, to get to zero to 300 and with pedaling is, is a little tough, but, you know, yeah. that was my yeah. previous life. I, I've passed that torch on to my son. So yeah. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Well, enjoy. Thanks. Have a good evening, sir. Thanks, Thanks for coming All on. All right. See you guys. Gotcha. See, you. See you, Scott. Cam, dude, I love having executives on that. I mean, he echoed, you know, when he talked about owning the stage, when we asked that question, how many times do we tell our listeners about how your, how your appearance is? We talk about it from the trade shows and what you wear to what you look like at the, at the drag strip, what you look like in your pit area. Uh, you know, that whole just being reinforced again that a couple hillbillies like like you and me flapping away on a microphone and here's the guy that makes the world black and yellow and he's saying the same thing uh it it always it always makes me feel good oh absolutely i i actually wrote down as one of those quotes that he said that i i really enjoyed um when he was talking about his wife's company and, and all that was the attach attach the customer to their five senses i thought that was pretty awesome 
So that was spot um, on for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think that's a, a something you know everybody should kind of take from this and say, you know what, what can I give? What can I give the company that I'm pitching or their customers or whatever that base base model looks like? You know, how can I attach that to their senses? Which is true, you know, because drag racing, we can do that. You know, we can see it, we can feel it, we can hear it, we can touch it, and we can taste it in the nitro world. So, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I like it. Good dude. No, absolutely. It was good to have Scott on. Uh, Again, um, we'll have to have him back because I've got some, I got some questions over here. I'd love to hear. Uh, how did you come to this and what was your response when you got told this uh you know how how are you moving forward so it was good to hear him say that even though 15 percent of their business is only in drag racing but when he says if you were telling me we were leaving the sport i would tell you it was a mistake that that just goes to show you when he put the evaluation in there, if I spend five and I get 25, I can't do that anywhere else. Uh, and so that's that's just a solid piece of information uh, from somebody that obviously knows how to get it done, been doing it the right way, and they continue to be successful in everything that they do. So um, it can't be wrong, right? No. I mean, he... He's doing something right because that's one of the larger businesses in the nation. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we should have. Exactly. We should have asked him about K&N. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him if they got any masks over there, any any air filters, any air filters for your house even. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to get me one of those on order actually. You know, For your house? Yeah. Yeah. I got it on my intake of my truck. I got you know, masks, all these things. I just need to make sure I get it, you know, in the house. Actually, Angie was hitting me up about that the other day, and I meant to, I meant to look into that. I got to measure yeah. and see if they got our size. I would hate to see what your filter looks like after all the construction work and nonsense you oh, had going dude, on that, inside. That's what brought up the conversation because when we bought the house, it had a brand new filter in it. But she's like, yeah, "We've been doing construction for three months, and you know, it's it. We we got to change it." And I said, "She's <laughs> like, call K and N." Yes, ma'am. That's it. Well, hey, and we definitely want you. Listeners, go over to our website, racersandrentalcars.com. Click on the K&N logo. Sign up for the newsletter. We have got some huge announcements from K&N and their new product launch that's going to be coming up in a couple more weeks. Make sure that you're signed up. They're giving away the filtration masks with a nice pro technology so that you can breathe and stay cool, stay safe during these Epic times as we're all fighting and battling the COVID. So nonetheless, go over, sign up. Don't forget, click on the K&N logo on the Racers and Rental Cars website. Sign up for the newsletter and get your chance to get a free K&N filter mask. You got that right. Yes, done. Dude, episode 102 went pretty good. Um. Had some feedback about episode 101 that we kind of ran off the rails here and there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, th- there obviously haven't been listening to any of our other episodes, which... The first 99. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's changed? Please, please explain. <laughs> yeah, all right, we're, we're going for consistency in how we operate. Uh, but nonetheless, 
it is the holiday season, the off season for most. And as other podcasters shutting down and taking a break, we are going to keep going at racers and rental cars. So by all means, if you have anybody out there that you want to listen to, want us to interview, let us know, drop us an email at hate mail at racers and rental cars.com swing by stop here stop there rate review subscribe tell 10 of your friends and we will try to keep you entertained during this long off season as we creep towards the 2021 kickoff that's right that's right you know we will we will keep you groomed with manscaped we'll keep you mellow with cbdmd make sure you use their promo code r-i-r-c we'll keep you filtered with k-n-n i mean we'll keep you Coming to your speakers from Voice America. Keep you entertained also via Flow Sports and their cable. Ah, absolutely. Flow Sports mm-hmm. is killing it with the offseason right now. And then if got- you want some extra education, you got to hit up Megan Meyer. Driven by social, R-I-R-C, when you go over there, take care of your self-paced program get some learn on about some metrics and some analytics in your social media world so you can kick off your 2021 season out of the gate firing on all eight as you try to improve your program for not only yourself but your partners man we we got a gamut going on over here at rirc and i'm grateful for it and it's actually shocking and dude it is pain pill time so, <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to go take some CBD MD and I'm going to go back to work. So you, you get, you get it on and we will see you next week. Later. later. Thank you for downloading this episode of racers and rental cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by streetway marketing and media voice America for all of your podcasting needs. K and N air filters, manscape.com CBD MD motion Raceworks, and LB trailer sales. Be sure to use the RIRC promo code at any of the listed sponsors. We appre- they appreciate your business, and we'll see you next week.